Welcome to the very first Mile High Fight Show. Uh, and could not be more excited to bring this to you guys. Um, as we talked about at the end of our Mile High Flight Show uh, episode this week, uh, you know, obviously we've already been doing some episodes for our big UFC cards. Uh, we're going to start expanding this section of the show. Um, and for today, uh, you know, debuting that brand new uh, amazing name, Mile High Fight Show. And uh, we're going to look over UFC 275 and preview that whole card. And uh, I, I, I'm very excited for this card, Enrique. I think, to be completely honest with you, initially, before fully diving into the card, looking at all the fights and uh, looking at the history of the fighters and uh, all that good stuff, I, I wasn't, like, super pumped for this card. I thought there was a couple fights that I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, I'm ready for this. But then the more reading about it, uh, the more reading about like what's leading up to it and the histories, oh, like there's a couple re repeat fights on here. Um, you know, this is going to be a good card and I'm very excited for it. Uh, how are you feeling for USC 275, Enrique? Uh, oh, dude, I am I'm beyond pumped. Uh, I mean, truthfully, part of the reason why I'm so pumped about this uh, this fight card is because I get to see that main event. Like that main event is just, it's such a good main event. It has such a good storyline. It's a very classic, like, um, legend versus young up and coming contender, like yeah. the old lion versus the new lion. Um, and that's like literally one of my favorite storylines in, in, uh, in, in sports in general. Like yeah. when you see Patrick Mahomes play Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, when right. you see, you know, fucking Yuri Pochaka fight you know Glover Teixeira it's just one of those things that's like you just love to see you love to see the changing of a guard and um yeah I'm just I'm so stoked for this whole thing it's just so nice cannot wait absolutely yeah right there with you and uh yeah UFC 275 will be held in Singapore on June 11th coming up a little bit later this month um and your headliner as you just mentioned Enrique uh, and we talked about a little bit earlier in the show as well, a light heavyweight championship between Glover Teixeira, uh, and, who is 33 and seven, in his overall record uh, versus Yuri Prohashka, who is 28, three and one. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like you said, you have uh, the old guy who just got, he's 42 year, years old and Glover Teixeira just got his first belt um, and actually makes him at 42 years old, uh, the oldest first time champion in UFC history uh, when he came back in October of 2021. Um, so, you know, glad for him. The question is, can he defend it against the young gun in Prohashka, who's got a lot of power, uh, had a few fights in the UFC, ended him in knockout so far. Uh, we talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, and yeah, I mean, so he's knocked out Volkan, uh, Oizdemir and Dominic Reyes in his first two fights. Um, very explosive style, but he does struggle on the ground and uh, with his grappling a bit. Um, and as I mentioned a little bit earlier as well, uh, he trained in Arizona in preparation for this fight with uh, Olympic gold medalist in wrestling and former UFC champion, Henry Cejudo. Um, so going to be a very interesting fight. I think that, um, yeah, I mean, it's just going to depend, depend on if Teixeira can, uh, who does have some power as well, but it's certainly more uh you know proficient in his grappling game so can he get yuri on the ground and i think that's his best chance of winning 
Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you know, shout out to Glover for, um, you know, breaking through and uh, taking out Jan. Um, I'm I'm a huge Jan Blakovic fan, so to see Jan lose, um, it was quite sad for me, but to see him lose to Glover Teixeira, um, who busted through at 42 years old to uh, win the belt is amazing. There's there's not a better guy than Glover. Um, I mean, he is he is everything you want as a mixed martial artist. He is uh, a very kind, uh, honest, you know, hardworking guy, and he's did it the long way. He's been fighting for so many years now. He's just a legend of the sport, and so I'm glad he got a belt. Um, but unfortunately, in his first title defense, he has this literally looks like a warrior like yuri pohaska looks like a warrior looks yeah. like some crazy um and i forget where he's from he be russian um but he just looks like a crazy russian warrior like the way he cuts his hair his beard um like he wears this giant um like hat necklace also thing like he just has this whole like warrior vibe to him and then yeah i mean taking out um vulcan olsdemir taking out dominic reyes who well a lot of people don't remember especially um because dominic reyes has been on a little bit of a slide lately um dominic reyes in my opinion beat john jones when they fought so dominic reyes is a very very good fighter uh you know a contender in the light heavyweight division and Yuri Prohoshka made him look like he didn't belong in the same octagon as him. So when I say that Prohoshka's style is very violent and explosive, um, that is the two words that would describe his fighting style the most. It's just violent, explosive elbows, knees, um, you know, very Muay Thai and boxing-focused uh, fighting techniques for sure. Um, and just like Ryan was saying... Um, has like an extreme disadvantage on the ground to Glover. Glover is a, a black belt um, in jiu-jitsu. Uh, obviously, he's from Brazil, so that's their bread and butter down there. If you don't know Brazilian jiu-jitsu in Brazil, then you don't you don't get led into the country. You know, they they just they <laughs> chop your fingers off down there for stuff like that. Like it's right. you do it from day one. So Yuri is at a very extreme disadvantage on the ground. Um, and so, yeah, I don't necessarily know that. I don't know that he's going to want to test Glover there. And I would imagine that's very much Glover's like, it's almost got to be the only strategy that Glover has, because although Glover does have a little bit of power, like you said, it's not in the same realm as Yuri Prohaska. It's just, it's really, really not. Like, he, he doesn't have Francis Ngannou power, but if he hits you and he stuns you like uh, he did against Dominic Reyes, he's not going to stop until you're unconscious. And, you know, at 42 years old, Glover's Glover's a little bit older. He's a little bit battle-tested. So I also think that Glover has more uh, fighting knowledge, and so that could give him an advantage in the fight as well. And, I mean... I never want to count out Glover Teixeira, but I think it, he he probably will be the underdog in the fight um, by quite quite a significant number. But it like you know, like they say, um, you know, any given Sunday, like it is a it's a fist fight, um, and it's going to be a battle of two wills, and it's going to be a very very good fight. I'm so excited 
um this card is just this card is so fucking good and yeah the headliner being uh glover and yuri is i've been waiting for yuri to fight since he fought dominic reyes so the fact that he's getting a title shot and yeah it's just i'm so excited so i just can't i can't wait for it honestly yeah it's gonna be a pretty exciting one and um yeah like you outlined i think this is you know one type of strength versus another type of strength and um it's going to come down to which one can wield that the best and uh whether it's going to be the young gun or the experienced uh older champion um so yeah that's gonna be a fun one for sure and then moving on to our co-main event uh the women's flyweight championship taylor santos who is 19 and 1 versus valentina shevchenko 22 and 3 uh and uh Taylor, Talia Santos comes in riding a four-win streak, looking to be the only, or I'm sorry, only the second woman to beat Valentina Shevchenko in the UFC after Amanda Nunes, who's done it, I think, twice, um, as well as capture the women's flyweight title belt that Shevchenko has held since December of 2018, which is crazy to think that uh, is we're working on four years, three and a half years. That girl's never going to lose, dude. She's never going to lose. So good. She's, she's never going to lose. Never going to lose. Um, yeah, she's never going to lose. So you think Santos does not win this one? I take it. I, I, I don't know who Talia Santos is. For like being, being 1,000% honest, and I feel terrible about it. I, I really wish I knew who she was, but I just do not know who she is. And like when you said four win uh, streak, I was like, but who? Who? But who? Who? Like who? Who did she fight? When was? When did she fight? Mm-hmm. Like there was just when you're so okay. When you're as dominant as Valentina Shevchenko is. There is no contenders in your division. There's no contenders there. There just is not. She's fought everybody. Yeah. Uh, there is. It's, you know, I, and it's a good weight class because a lot of women can uh, make the 125 weight class. So it's, it's a good weight class. But ultimately, like, Valentino Shevchenko is a monster. And, I mean, honestly, um, the only fight after, I mean, there wasn't a fight before this one. For her, this is like the next best thing. So they had to give this girl a title shot. I would yeah. imagine Valentina is going to assassinate her. Like, just go look up Valentina Shevchenko highlights on YouTube, and like watch the head kick against. Um, I think it's Jessica I, where she just like kicks her fucking face into the crowd like it's just the most like it's such a violent knockout that like people don't even like people aren't cheering afterwards like everyone was quiet because like they thought the girl girl was dead like it was just like and i can like literally see it in my head as i'm talking about it right now it's just such a violent knockout it just it's so impressive and and then even more so she followed that up with a very dominant wrestling performance um, and Valentina is always looking to, uh, she's just always looking to finish. She's never looking to, you know, kind of, um, like, you know, take, if I'm being honest, 
Valentina Shevchenko will never give you a fight like Rose just gave us. She'll never give you, she'll never give you that fight because she's always looking to engage. She's always looking to fight. Um, and yeah, she's she's probably my favorite champion in the UFC. Um, she's one of my favorite fighters of all time. She is just a legend of the sport. She's like Black Widow. She just really is so so good. And um, I feel so, I feel so bad that I don't know who uh, Santos is. But um, it really is just, to me, such a very big mismatch. Um, you know, like, I just think Valentina Shevchenko is going to be the champion until, um, until she retires, until she decides that she doesn't want to fight anymore. I don't really see anyone beating her. Um, um, I mean, Amanda beat her, but those fights were, like, razor thin. Like, I, I've watched the second Amanda fight so many times, and... I can't tell you who wins that fight, truthfully. Like, very truthfully, I cannot tell you who wins that fight. It's such a close fight. So, if a third one happens, that would be, like, very, very good. But, you know, both Amanda has to fight. um, What the fuck is her name? Who just beat beat Amanda? Uh, Juliana Pena. Juliana Pena. Yes. If, If Amanda beats Pena, then. I would probably say they make Pena fight her one more time. But then after that, Amanda has no one to fight. And Valentina has had no one to fight since her last, like, three fights. So Make it yeah. happen, Dana. Make it happen, Dana. Make it happen. And then real quick, before we bounce out to the next subject, um, I forgot to talk about how, how big it is that Yuri's training with Henry Cejudo. Because... Yeah. Henry Sudo is a two-time UFC champion. He had the double the double belts. He was double champ. Um, he's beaten like le- he's beaten TJ Dillashaw. He's beaten um, Demetrius Johnson. He's beaten just legends of the sport. And now he's a coach. And he's been you know hit or miss as far as the guys uh, that he's training training as far as them winning. But he is a great head coach, and uh, shout out to Yuri for uh, going out of his way to get better at his weakness. And that's how you know that Yuri knows where Glover should be attacking when you go and you get coached up by you know the by Triple C himself, the Olympic gold yeah. medal champion, two-time UFC champion, you know Henry Bendanisa Hudo, like you know King Cringe himself, like he just. You can't uh, you can't get better in wrestling besides maybe Habib Nurmagomedov. So, um, right. or maybe Daniel Cormier. Sorry, can't can't ever don't talk about wrestling without talking about Daniel Cormier. True. So, true. True. My bad on that one. But with that being said, I'll leave Yuri alone. I'll stop making fun of um, Santos for not knowing her. Um, and I apologize. For, I apologize for that as well because in terms. And compared to her, I'm a nobody. So if I don't know her name, I, that doesn't reflect on her, just more so on my uh, negligence of the flyweight division. Right. Well, and I, I did at least pull up their last or her last four wins here. Um, so her last loss was in 2019 to Mara Romero Barella uh, to decision. And then in 2020, she won against Gillian Robertson and Molly McCann. 
And then in 2021, she won against Joanne Wood and Roxanne Modafferi. Oh, Roxanne. Yeah, well. Okay, well, well, okay. So it was Roxanne, and then what were the other ones? So Roxanne Modafferi was the most recent one. By the way, that was the only card she's been on. Before that, it's only been fight nights. And then, so Joanne Wood was the other 2021 win. Okay. And then Gillian Robertson and Molly McCann. Okay. Uh, Those are some pretty quality opponents. Um, Minus and sorry, Roxanne, I love you so much. Um, I mean, honestly, like, if you go look at Roxanne's um, MMA record, it's just not very outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. So just, yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. But the rest of, I mean, I, I keep tr- not trying to sound like an asshole by, like, discrediting them. Um, but they're very, they're all very good fighters. All very good fighters. But they're not Valentina Shevchenko. Just, True. they're just not. There's just, there's just not. Well, we'll have to see what she can pull off uh, in that coming event there come June 11th. Uh, and then our next bout here, this one is uh, probably going to be a little bit more competitive. Women's straw weight match between uh, Whaley Zhang, who's 21 and 3, and Joanna Yedzechik, who is 16 and 4. Uh, and yeah, I mean, this is a rematch after their fight of the year at UFC 248 in March of 2020. Uh, Yed Sejic has not fought since then, while Wally Zhang fought and lost to uh, Rose Namajunas twice in a row in 2021. Um, so, Wally Zhang coming off two losses, and um, Joanna coming off uh, her loss against Wally uh, a couple years ago now. Yeah, I mean, um, that fight was absolutely insane. Um, it was just a crazy, crazy, crazy fight. Um, absolutely deserved. Dude, yes. Thank you for bringing that up because I was just literally going to tell everybody, like, go look up. One, well, first of all, go look up the first fight. Go, go, go. Educate yourself on the fight of the year of 2020, and in my opinion, like top five MMA fight I've ever seen all time, men or women. But for sure, the best women's MMA fight I've ever watched. Like, for sure. So, but then also, go look up Joanna Jojenczyk's face after the fight. Because she looks abnormal. She looks like an alien. It's crazy. It's it's so, so crazy. Um, but honestly, this is... I'm more excited about this fight than I am the main event. This is... This is like Enrique's main event right here. This Wei Zhang versus Joanna Yochek fight. I've been waiting so long to watch a rematch between these two women, um, and I cannot wait. I think it's going to be another um, another fight. Of, uh, it might be fight of the night for sure. Um, you know, because Joanna Yochek has a fought for a while, and I'm glad because her face and her head were so swollen after that first fight that I was was literally worried about her life. Um, so. I'm glad she hasn't fought since, and yeah, yeah she, she definitely deserves to get back in there against the best. Uh, immediately, she was the champion for a really long time before Rose beat her twice. Um, 
So, yeah. And if I'm being honest, I think that this is the path for both of them to get back to a title fight. Because now with Rose not being the champion, Rose had two wins over both of these women, which is impressive as well. Um, so with so it's hard to set up a third fight between Joanna and Rose or Whaley and Rose, right? But with Rose putting on that snooze fest of a fight and losing, unfortunately, um, now it's a bit open because Carla, it's Carla Esparza, right? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Um, now Carla Esparza is the champion. And I don't believe Esparza's fought either of them. She, if she has, it was probably Yo Jengchek. Actually, I want to say she probably did fight Yo Jengchek and lost. Because if Esparza was the first champion, I think Joanna was the second and the longest reigning champion of that division. So Joanna's already beat her, at least going off the top of my MMA knowledge. Joanna's already beat her, which would set up, you know, uh, a, I guess a third one or um, a second one for Carla Esparza to get her revenge. Um, but then Wei Li has for sure not fought her. So, yeah, it'll be a new challenger for the champion. Um, it'll be a new fight for everybody. Um, so I'm very excited about this fight, um, probably more so than any other fight on the card. Um, I mean, it's a very close tie between that and the Yuri fight. But um, if I'm being honest with you, we probably could have bumped Valentina down a notch and made this the co-main event. Right. Um, and I would have been okay with that. And no disrespect to Valentina. It's not that she doesn't deserve the co-main. It's just that Valentina's going to kill that girl in 30 seconds. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's a good chance that Whaley and Joanna, you know, really get after it. You know, they went 25 minutes the last time, and it was an absolute war. It was such a good fight. And I cannot stress enough, please go watch that fight because it was so good. Yeah, 100%. Um, and yeah, I mean, this could absolutely be a championship fight. Um, and it, like it isn't in name, but it might as well be in quality. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can't wait for that one either. Uh, and just a spoil of riches on this card. Like I said, like, you know, it, it's not necessarily on the surface or at least to, uh, I, I would still call myself a UFC normie. So like initially I was looking at the card and I was like, okay. And then I, once I actually dived into it, looked through all the fights on this card, like it starts to stack up and you're like, okay, okay. Like there's some good stuff going on here. Um, and that is uh, definitely the, if not the highlight, one of the biggest highlights on this card. Um, and then the next fight here in men's flyweight, we're looking at Rogerio Bontorin, who is 16 and four versus Manel Cape, who is 17 and six. Uh, both men come in looking to solidify themselves in the flyweight rankings. Uh, Cape looks to continue his two-win and first-round finish streak uh, after losing his first two UFC matches. And then Bontorin, on the other hand, looks to bounce back from dropping four straight after winning his first two UFC bouts. Uh, at UFC 262, Bontorin walked away with a win against Matt Schnell by unanimous decision, but had it overturned after testing positive for PEDs. Uh, which were later found to actually be from a tainted diet supplement, which uh, I feel like, if I recall correctly, this was something that you brought up when we were, it might have been uh, even DeAndre Hopkins. Um, yeah. I don't know if this specifically what you were referencing, but it sounds like it's a similar thing. Yeah, it, this happens in MMA. Like, 
all the time like it happens yeah yeah like it's not um i wasn't like even specifically talking about this one um i was like literally talking about the seven other cases that's (laughs) happened to like for real like uh the most famous one was probably john jones um john jones very infamously um they had a card in vegas a, a card that john jones was headlighting it was in vegas and at the last minute he tested positive for a steroid and they had to move it to los angeles um and long story short they ended up finding out that the steroid was in one of his supplements and blah 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 so yeah but it literally happens in mma all the time but yes i did bring it up when we were talking about deandre hopkins yeah i i thought that was an interesting note uh, i didn't know it was a like more common occurrence um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting, like that, uh, I mean, it makes sense when you think about it, it's just like remnants of, uh, you know, other things that they're mixing in there and it, uh, taints sometimes, you know, some of these supplements and, uh, it just happens to flag out the, uh, drug tests that they have to take for these leagues. So, um, not necessarily specifically like it's an interesting situation, right? Because it's not necessarily specifically cheating, if it's just it was tainted in uh, non or like a legal supplement, uh, but it just had a tiny little bit of whatever thing that happened to flag the drug test. Um, but at the same time, you know, he still loses that fight like it still got overturned. Um, so he still faced the consequences, even if it you wouldn't necessarily consider that cheating. You know what I mean? Um, right. So it, interesting little situation, but um yeah i didn't realize it was uh more common so it's definitely interesting uh and then uh yeah i mean just this fight in general um yeah i I think it's gonna be pretty pretty interesting both these guys um have their traits and still pretty early in their ufc careers and uh just looking to kind of solidify themselves and uh, start competing for those top spots yeah absolutely and even more so especially where I mean, I, I think this card is in Singapore. So yeah. they really try to bring, um, you know, fighters from around the area, not necessarily like exactly in Singapore, but like in general area, like of the map. Um, and so I think this is going to be one of those like, you know, because these guys aren't obviously super big names, um, but that's what the UFC likes to try to do is they try to get these, lesser known fighters and they you know the ones that have potential that could put on a good fight they put them on you know the main card so that way you know they can get some more viewers people could kind of learn about them a little bit and um, honestly I, I think this is going to be a pretty decent fight i think both these guys really need to win um you know and especially in the flyweight division right now it's so up in the air with everything that's happened with uh, davidson figueroa and brandon moreno uh, and now with Brandon Moreno and Kai Car France getting ready to fight for an interim belt, um, I believe that's in July. Um, it's now uh, even more important to establish um, yourself as an exciting fighter and establish yourself in the rankings because, you know, that's how you get to title fights is being exciting um, and climbing the rankings. And if you're Conor McGregor, you don't have to worry about climbing the rankings. You just have to be Conor McGregor. But um yeah ultimately both those guys are definitely going to need to win for sure um and so yeah they're going to be 
they're going to be coming out fighting for their lives. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it for sure. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a fun one. Uh, and then our next fight here, the men's welterweight bout between Jack Della Maddalena, who is 11 and two versus Ramazan Emiv, who is 20 and five. Uh, the 25 year old Madalena looks to start a streak after winning his UFC debut against Pete Rodriguez by first round knockout, while the 34-year-old Amiv seeks to bounce back with a likely submission after losing by decision in his last fight. Um, so, yeah, I mean, kind of similar in a sense to the um, title fight or the uh, the headliner there where you have a, a young kind of knockout artist with some power in his hands versus a older um, grappling uh, oriented fighter, you know what I mean? Um, and obviously not the same stakes involved. Um, but Madeline, an int- interesting guy coming up, uh, had a good knockout there in his first fight. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about, uh, the, I'm really excited about this fight because I love, uh, Jack Della Madalena. Um, if that's how you say his name, right. Um, he is, um, just an up and coming fighter, um, from Australia. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm a big fan of the guys from Australia. Um, I love Robert Whitaker, um, you know, Izzy, um, Adesanya, you know, obviously he's not from Australia, fight from New Zealand, but you know, cut me, cut me some slack. They're pretty close to each other. You, you would um, you get know, tried Kiki in a court of law for that if you said that in Australia, dude. Um, honestly, we might have to just cut that whole thing, like <laughs> because uh, the the, uh, the Aussies and um, you're gonna the, make the, too many enemies, dude. Well, and I'm not even trying to, you know, because <laughs> I love I love both the cultures so much. Um, honestly, oh, that would probably be like if I could switch my place of birth, it'd probably be Australia. Like it really right. would. Besides, like, the scary animals out there. Because, um, like, even country. koalas. Yeah, dude, it's crazy out there. It's crazy, crazy out there. Um, like, even koalas are scary out there. Like, it's not even it's not even a joke. But, um, yeah, I'm very excited about this fight. I cannot wait. I do think that um, my man Jack is going to get the dub. Um, you know, and this is, again, like, you know, Jack's coming off his UFC debut, you know, and he's getting put on a very big pedestal right away. You know, uh, pay-per-view in your second fight, main card um, with a bunch of killers at the top of the card. Like, you know, it's 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 definitely nice. Um, and it goes to show that, you know, the UFC is very interested in this young man and what he can become. So, and especially at welterweight right now, um, you know, obviously at the top of the division, you got Kamar Usman, um, and you know he, that you know Jack's light years away from fighting Kamar Usman, but um, you know, this is again like you want to start, especially with Usman's hand uh, being injured, so he still hasn't taken a fight yet. Um, this is when you want to start racking up wins because all of a sudden, like look at Kazma Chimov, he was able to literally go from you know fighting nobodies um and he was just knocking dudes out taking fights left and right taking fights left and right and he was able to work his way up very quickly um by exciting fights and accepting fights to be i mean he just fought gilbert burns and more than likely cosmot will get a title shot very soon 
Um, so yeah, it's, it, you know, this is one of those things that you have to do as a fighter. You have to fight, uh, up and coming guys. And that's what, um, uh, is going to have to do is fight an up and coming guy. And if you're, uh, Jack, then, um, that's what you have to do. You have to go and knock out the veteran. Um, and I think Jack gets it done. Um, not saying easy for sure. I think it's going to be a good fight, but I do, I do believe in the kid. Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting one. And uh, like you said, I think they both have their motivations. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm pretty excited for it. And another kind of, you know, sneakers, like, because I did, I, I was personally not familiar with either of these fighters before I did my background research on this um, uh, card and, and looked into it. And uh, I'm very interested in this uh, fight. And uh, I'm interested in Jack Della Madalena as well. I know you said you like him. He's just kind of got that personality, you know what I mean? And then uh, his first fight went well. So we're going to see how the second one goes. And like you said, maybe uh, he's one of those guys who can make a, a, a quick come up. Um, or maybe I mean, he takes it here, you know, either way. So Either way, uh, I'm excited. Exactly. Um, and then I wanted to ask you, um, you know, just off the top of your head, was there any other of the uh, fights on this card? Uh, that were looking interesting to you? Um, not really. I think you covered them all. The only fight I would have added to this, but it got canceled because he got sick, um, was we were supposed to have Robert Whitaker versus yes. Marvin Vittori on, on this card. Dude. And um, yeah, like that would have really put this card over the top. Like it would have been. It really would have. It would have been a super card at that point because. Right. Um, you know, Bobby Knuckles always comes to fight, baby. And like, like literally, I love Robert Whitaker so much. I'm talking about him, and he's not even fighting this. Uh, you know, on the 11th. So, um, yeah. Uh, but that that fight did get moved. It's going to be on the Paris Fight Night. So, um, I think right now the I don't know who the headliner is for the Paris Fight Night, but um, either way, it's going to be going to be quite exciting to see Robert Whitaker fight again whenever um, that Paris card is. And it's very unfortunate we're not going to be able to see him this uh, up-and-coming weekend. But, um, you know, I definitely look forward to uh, to that card for sure. And But that's really it. I mean, this, this card, 275 on June 11th in Singapore, is going to be just stacked. Um, you know, I, I cannot wait to watch it. Um, the other thing, if you are trying to watch this fight, you know, please look out for the time zone differences because sometimes when the UFC has these fights overseas like this, um, there's a big drastic time zone difference. Um, mm. you know, like literally I think could be even Dustin Poirier fought at like 10 o'clock in the morning once. Yeah. So, I remember. Um, yeah. So it's like. You really have to you really have to pay attention to um, you know some of the over the seas cards, but um, I think this one has a pretty normal start uh, start time. So ultimately, I mean, I'm just excited for this fight card, um, and yeah, I just can't wait to see Yuri and Joanna and Whaley and uh, Valentina kill that chick. So yeah, it's gonna be a good one. I'm excited. Absolutely, yeah. Looking forward to this card. Looking forward to watching it with you. I wish we got that uh, Marvin Vittori versus Robert Whitaker fight. That would have been the cherry on top. But we still got a, a ton to look forward to with this card. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, couldn't be more excited uh, with that. 
I think that's going to do it for our very first episode of the Mile High Fight Show. So thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.